Good evening, everyone. My name is Rocky from SciTech, and tonight I'll be your audio guide to the galaxy. This week, we're using the night sky to tell a story. Not about the lives of ancient heroes, but about the lives of stars themselves. You can listen to this episode after the sun has set on any clear night this week. Make sure you've got the episode downloaded, and once we get started, try to keep your phone screen off so your eyes can adjust to the dark. Before you head outside, make sure you grab some insect repellent, a torch, and a jumper if it's cold. Ready? All right, let's go. The easiest way to find the part of the sky we're looking at tonight is, just like last week, to look for the three stars of Orion's belt. They should be about halfway up the sky towards the north. Found them? Excellent. Now last week we followed them up and to the right to find Sirius. This week we're following them down and to the left. Draw a line through the three stars of Orion's belt and then continue it along to the left. And get used to this, because we're going to be doing it a couple of times. Keep going down for about one full hand span. You should find yourself looking at a bright, reddish-looking star. If you found the right star, you should be able to see an A-shape pointing up and to the left, with that reddish star at the base. If you don't see that A-shape, you've gone too far, and you're probably looking at Mars by accident. Now that triangle is the head of Taurus, the bull, and that reddish star is Aldebaran, its angry red eye. If you start at the top of the A and follow each of the two legs of the A, about another handspan down towards the horizon, you'll come to two other stars about eight degrees or eight finger widths apart. Those are the tips of the bull's horns. Some people like to add a body stretching up the sky in the other direction as well, but the head is by far the easiest part to spot. Now, I want you to point back to Orion's belt. Trace out the same straight line you did before, down towards Aldebaran. This time, keep on going, about another 15 degrees past it, down towards the horizon. That's a little bit less than a hand span you should arrive at a little group of stars tightly packed together. This group is called the Pleiades. So like Sirius last week, this group crops up in all kinds of stories. Most of the time as a group of siblings. In Greek and some Australian Aboriginal stories, they're a group of sisters. In some Hungarian stories and several indigenous American groups, they were a band of brothers. And in stories from Thailand, and also from the Vikings, they were a mother hen and her chicks. Now, in a really neat coincidence, scientists actually think those stars are siblings as well. Unlike some of the patterns in the sky, which look close together because of where we're looking at them from, this group of stars looks close together because they really are close together. The ones we can see are all within about eight light years of each other. And we think the reason is that they all formed together in the same cloud of dust and gas in the last hundred million years or so. They're a family, a group of siblings who grew up together 
and perhaps haven't quite moved out of home yet. It's particularly cool that this group of stars is right next to Aldebaran, because Aldebaran is a very old star. It's getting near to the end of its life. As stars like Aldebaran or our sun start to run out of fuel, they get larger and cooler and redder. Eventually, they start to shed layers of gas off into space, leaving behind an enormous gas cloud called a planetary nebula and a tiny, super-hot core called a white dwarf at the centre. As that gas cloud spreads out throughout the galaxy, the elements it leaves behind go on to enrich the next generation of stars. So, I want you to point up at the sky one last time. We're going to draw the same line we did before, but this time back up the other way, starting from the Pleiades. Up through Aldebaran. And then up to Orion's belt, where, if you remember from a few weeks ago, there's a nebula, a stellar nursery where new stars are born. When we draw it this way, that line we've been tracing is a timeline, showing us the complete life cycle of stars. Trace it again with me now. From young, hot stars still moving through the galaxy as a group of siblings, to old, cold stars starting to expand and shed their gas into the universe, to clouds of dust and gas enriched by those older stars, forming a brand new cluster of stars and planets. On that timeline, if you're interested, our sun is about halfway between the Pleiades and Aldebaran. It's been around for a few billion years, and it's going to hang around for a few billion more, so there's still plenty of time for stargazing yet. Now, of course, not all stars follow this timeline. Some never quite get started, and some finish their lives much more dramatically. But that's a story for another time. That's it for this episode of the Audio Guide to the Galaxy. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again soon.